Andy Penko's here, and I'm very glad to have him. He's got a new album out. Did you think I was going to say nude album? He's got a new album out called Love, Lies, and Dirty Dishes, even though, you know, his next album might be nude because, Andy, it sounds like you've got a very torrid love life going on if your songs are anything to go by. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about the nude part, but, yeah, (laughs) you know, I think – I've got a bit of a name for myself in the country music industry right now. These sad love songs, so which is yeah. a good thing, I guess. Hey, I, <laughs> I joke. It's a great album. Lots of great songs uh, to listen Thank to you. there, and you're obviously quite a craftsman with your songwriting. How did this album come together, uh, bits and bobs wise? Yeah, it's a funny thing. Yeah, you kind of like you plan a lot of these things in advance, and. But with this one, it wasn't really planned, to be honest with you. It was kind of just um, came to me during the lockdown that we had because I'm based in Sydney. And um, basically, without the lockdown, there would have been no album. So we recorded most of it remotely um, during that time, myself and Rob Motby, who produced the, the record for me. Um, and, yeah, I just kind of I was going to I had a bunch of singles that I was going to release um this year past year but it turned out to be a 14 track album so wow (laughs) yeah (laughs) so were you just gonna sort of put put the singles out and then continue to tour if covid didn't happen was that your sort of plan yeah well the plan was um i was actually supposed to go on tour in september last year Hmm. um but that all obviously was scrapped unfortunately so we kind of went back to the drawing board and, and decided just to write and record and focus on the album. Um, and now that it's out, I can get out and start touring it So and, and playing, the, playing songs from the album, which I'm really excited about. Yes, great. It's been fantastic. I've seen that you've been doing bits of bits and bobs here and there, and you've also got a few dates coming in on in October in South Australia. Are all of those? We do, yeah. So um, you can jump on the website, um, and we've got the South Australian dates up there. I'm terrible. I can never remember any, any of the I think dates. they're the 8th, ninth, 10th off the top of my head. That, <laughs> I think you could be right, yeah. yeah. So we're heading to Melbourne before that and then off to South Australia. So I'm really looking forward to getting over there and playing some music. And, um, you know, um, it's one of those It's one of those things, It's it's especially with an album that you're releasing, there's nothing like getting out in front of people and seeing their, their reactions and um, getting to interact with, with the, hmm. the people that enjoy your music. More people should go to South Australia. I've never been. I'm one of the people that should go to South Australia. But, you know, I'll be there. <laughs> you should. Yeah, yeah, we can come over for the tour. <laughs> now, Fireflies is uh, the latest single, and I just want to find out: did you or Chris did that do the trick for you or Christine? And did you get back with that person that you were so sad about? And whose fault was it? Was it yours or Christine's? I'm betting you. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I'll go. I'll take the blame for that one. No, uh, well, Christine M. Kerr, who I absolutely adore, she was. Um, yeah, so grateful, you know, to be able to sit down and write with her. And um, I think this song really related to both of our experiences in life. Um, we both kind of went through similar things. So we can both kind of blame each other <laughs> in some respect. But um, there's a few, you know, that's why we went for the title track, Love, Lies and Dirty Dishes, because there's um, there's all the tracks on the album kind of sit underneath that theme. And this is one of those songs that, that sits underneath that theme. And I'm so lucky to spend some time with you, yeah, obviously, Christine and um, Alan Caswell, who also wrote two tracks with me, um, 1993 and um, the title track, 
um, which is fantastic. And another guy who I do a lot of work with, MRVP Studios, um, Rip, Van, Rip Van Parks, um, he's written mm. two songs with me, which is cool. And, um, yeah, and Cass Stewart, who wrote another fantastic song on the album. So there's a, <laughs> there's a few fingers in the pie with this one. Amazing stuff and a lot of a lot of collaborations and the more uh, country rock artists or however they like to, you know, just country artists I talk to, the more collaborations I hear about. And there's a really long history of collaborating in in country music, isn't there? It's it's like um it's a real sort of lifeblood sort of thing. It's as though it wouldn't happen it's without true. collaboration. <laughs> it's funny you say that, you know, like my first project. I, it was all me. There was no collaborations. And then I slowly started to understand that, um, you know, I thought I could write a song until I sat down with people like, you know, Alan Caswell and Lynn Bartell and all these people that are just amazing songwriters. So for me, it's more about being able to spend time with these amazing craft, craft, craft people and, and mm. kind of learn what they do and, and sponge off them, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so take in as much as I can and, and hopefully put into my writing. Yeah, it's going really well. How long have you been at it? I've been doing I've been doing music a long time, pretty much most of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, country, I've been doing for probably about close to you know six years, seven years, um, actively and professionally. Um, but before that, I've been doing uh, a lot of different styles. I sang in a heavy metal band, and I sang um, you know opera. Would you believe my grandmother was an opera singer, um, professional opera singer? So I was surrounded by that when I was a kid, but Unfortunately, I didn't really gravitate towards it, but, um, you know, country was where, where it was for me because, uh, you know, my parents, who are not musical, but they um, had a great record collection, so I blame them for <laughs> introducing me to artists like Dolly Parton and, you know, Neil Young and all these great Americana artists and, you know, lots of Casey Chambers and Slim Dusty and all this kind of cool stuff. So, Slim Dusty is a lot better than what people think. Uh, you, it's, yeah, you could take out, take out a half hour of your life and listen to 10, 10 or so Slim Dusty songs and just run random and you'll be surprised. I was surprised. Yeah. So true. I think, um, you know, he's he's an iconic Australian, not just mm. a, um, an amazing artist. He's, he's sold like 8 million records or something like that, something mm. crazy like that. He holds a record for the longest album in history on the Australian RA charts. Um, he was recording two albums a year in his heyday. Um, he, re- he recorded over 100 records in his time. Um, he's just, you know, he, and he's had this really unusual ability to turn a sad song into a, mon- a kind of mid-tempo, a little, you know, kind of song and really bring it home that way. Um, yeah, definitely an iconic Australian. And if I had half of his success, I'd be a very happy man. Well, look, it's something to pitch yourself at. And of course, he just <laughs> he sure. kept like he kept going right to the end. So you know, you've got another fifty, end, sixty, look, seventy years, mate. <laughs> fingers crossed, you know. And I think the cool thing about him, and I think you know, I, I have this in common with him. You know, I do it because I love the music and I love um, sharing it with people. And I know that Slim Dusty used to do that. You know, that's what he was about. He was about sharing his craft with people and bringing people together. So um, that's exciting for me to be able to do that. Yes, he toured relentlessly. That's the one big thing I'll take away uh, for about Slim is that uh, as in my childhood, like Slim was never far away. You only yeah. had to wait a couple of months before Slim would be back in the area again. But anyway, what a good old He'd always come back, he was. that's for sure. He was, ah, yeah. Well, let's bring it forward a few decades. 
And uh, is it hard to get your singles uh, heard these days or is independent, is there a good independent country scene? Do you think it's pretty healthy? That's a really great question. I think mm. um, it's difficult, yeah. It's, it is difficult for, for any artist to get heard these days. You know, there's a lot of music out there. There's a lot of people out there that are making music and they want to be heard. So, um, you know, I think for me it's more about, um, it's about just writing and creating good, good material. And hopefully, you know, the people, the, the diehard fans and the ones that really support me listen will get behind it. Um, but, you know, the independent music industry is definitely changed over the past 10 years. You know, you don't need a recording company anymore. You can do it all by yourself. Um, you can release your own songs. You can, you're the marketing team. You're the manager. <laughs> you're all of those things these days. Um, so it gives a lot of people that would never have the opportunity to release music to be able to, to, to get out there and get their music out. Yeah, and it's music is um, one area at, um, you know, at, at your level, it really is a meritocracy. The better people yeah. seem to go better and the people that aren't as good, you know, go by the wayside, become bass players like me. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> you know, I guess there's a lot of fantastic artists out there that don't get hurt, isn't there, you know. Um, but uh, for me, I work, I work really hard. Mm. on it and that's <laughs> you know, I'm not saying that other people don't but for me it's a seven day a week kind of thing um you know I've given up a lot of things in my life to to be able to do what I'm doing and to get to get to where I am and and I'm so I'm grateful for that but um sometimes you kind of think oh, I wish I had a kind of normal life where I could go and hang out with people instead of being on the road and touring and all that kind of stuff but I kind of think you know I don't think I'd have it any other way at the end of the day yeah, the distances are vast, aren't they? Um, there's there's a lot they of are, area yeah. to curry, uh, a lot of area to curry. Moment, I'm thinking about dinner. There's a lot of area <laughs> to cover. Um, like particularly True. if you want to go to places like South Australia, far north Queensland. But there's there's people that want to yeah. hear you up there, so you know you got to go, you got to get there. You do, and I, I'm currently in Queensland at the moment, actually, so <laughs> I'll be doing some work. But I'm all over the shop, you know. I'll probably spend, now that, you know, we can get out and about, I'll probably spend maybe a week at home and then I'm on the road for three weeks of the month um, or out doing something, I'm writing, recording, and, you know, working on the next project um, and that kind of thing. And I'm planning to head overseas um, very, very soon, so that's kind of on the cards. So, yeah. How can you financially prepare yourself for something like that? Like, how do you say, look, I think we'll make 300 out of this gig and 500 that gig, or you're just considering everything a loss and you've just got it in your bank account, you know, you're like you're covering all your costs yourself and just anything you get back is gravy. It's more of an accounting it, question, really. <laughs> yeah, well, it's that time of year, isn't it? I was actually just doing yeah, my tax the other day. I'll be thinking it's about tough this as, <laughs> it's, it's hard one as a musician because, you know, there's, some gigs, you know, if you do a charity gig, you might not get paid for that. So, and then, you know, other gigs you will get paid for. So, for me, I look at it like they all kind of balance themselves out. Um, I'll do whatever I can do, I'll do. I love getting out there and I love doing charity work. I love doing, you know, I love being paid as well. That's what it's about too. But, um, you know, it all balances itself out. And um, for me, I kind of make sure that I'm two steps ahead of myself when it comes to planning when it, with, with music because you treat it like a business, you know. Hmm. So um, for me, I'm planning the next project and making sure I've got the funds for that. And, um, you know, the, the investment often does not, um, is often higher than what you get as a return when it comes to, to releasing music as an independent artist. Um, but I guess at the end of the day, you don't really do it for the money either. You do it for, 
the love of the music, don't you? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Especially in our country, um, you know, you, you you've got to sort of you've got to sort of get out there and do it. Like, and if you get a house out of it, I remember in the nineties because I am very old, Andy. Andy, uh, <laughs> like the like the alternative acts that I would talk to and hear about. They'd say, "Well, look, we're hoping to get a house out of it." <laughs> you know, <so>. Yeah, <laughs> but That's a house a good, these good days, goal, right? like. In your area, in your part of town, might be three, three to five million dollars. <laughs> well, that's the thing, you know. It's oh, yeah, Sydney's so expensive. I think yeah. I'd be happy just to to be able to eat and and <laughs> put petrol in the car with it these days, isn't it? But yeah, um, it, it's the dream to have your it is uh, the dream. to ha- have your hobby be turn into your uh, like your vocation and. Um, Exactly. And you like you're doing it, and you've been doing it for ages. And and this album is fantastic. I encourage everyone to buy a couple of songs. Like it's not that much money. You're not going to make any Pretty money on streaming, are you? <laughs> not not a lot, unless you're Keith Urban or someone like that. I guess you could make a couple of couple of bucks from it. But you know, it's everything I get from from record sales and streaming all that kind of stuff it all go and merchandise it all goes back into making more music for me um so yeah the support definitely comes in, in handy yeah. and keith come on collaboration with andy would be great <laughs> that'd be great you guys would be great together oh, i reckon you'll be right yeah i think um you know he's done all right for himself the old keith Evan. yes and he worked very very hard to get to where he is he he has it's you know it's kind of one of those things isn't it twenty years to be an overnight success these days. No, he wasn't a slacker. <laughs> Not like, at no all. stress no. of the imagination. Not at all. Uh, like nor are you, <laughs> mate. Um, Fireflies is the latest single. Love lies and dirty dishes is the album we we love. Uh, go get it. At least listen to it, but do sort of yeah, buy a couple too. of songs too. <laughs> thanks yeah, so much, could. Andy. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate your time. And yeah, like I said, go and grab a copy. You can head, head over to the website. So it's andypanko.com. All the links are there. Jump on and say good day. Hopefully we'll see you out in the road sometime. Oh, yeah. Follow you on Instagram because you do good pictures too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true, true. And yeah, you're on TikTok. You better get on TikTok. Oh, that's where it is these days, isn't it? You'll be gone in six months. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> Thanks for having me, mate. You take care. You have yourself. Take care.